Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. I'm excited about this message because the message of Easter is a game changer. You see, as we face these challenging events, it's a great time to fully understand Easter and what it's all about. You see, Jesus took the greatest of tragedy and he turned it into the greatest of triumph. And that victory changed everything. So take out your notes along with your Bible and let's get into it. Happy Easter, everyone. I got to tell you a story I think you're going to love. It's about little Johnny and his mother. They were out shopping and they ran into their preacher. They ran into their pastor. You ready for this? The pastor smiled and got down at Johnny's level and looked at him and smiled and said, so what are you up to today, Johnny? Oh, mom and I were just getting ready for Easter. The pastor thought for a moment, what an opportunity. So he looked Johnny in the eye and he said, really? Really, Johnny? So what is Easter really all about anyway? I mean, do you know what happened? Little, little Johnny looked at the pastor and he was somewhat offended. Well, of course I do, he said. Easter's when they nailed Jesus to a cross and he died for our sins. Then they put him in a grave and put a big rock in front of it. But three days after, Jesus got out of that grave and he rose from the dead. The pastor was impressed. But then Johnny added one more thing. And when Jesus stepped out of that grave that day, he looked around. Because if he sees his shadow, there'll be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> I love that story. You know, U.S. News and World Report began in 1933. It's an America media company that publishes news, consumer advice, analysis of global economy and of health. Well, today it's primarily a web-based program. But when it was a magazine, it had a section entitled News You Can Use which obviously implies that there's some news of which we do not want to use. And may I add some news we need to leave alone. Now, why do I say this? Because in the wave of this fear that's going on right now, I think there's a lot of Johnnies out there. I think there is. People giving a lot of analysis, a lot of advice and opinion. But you know what I think? I think some of it's not recommended. In fact, I think some of it needs to be completely ignored. But I think it's adding, if you will. I think it's adding to people's fears. And so I thought, being that it's Easter, and taking a page out of, out of U.S. News and World Report, I thought I'd give you some news you can use. Some news that I believe will transform your life. Amen to that? Amen. So if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, we're going to look at the first 10 verses, and we're going to look at some news that you and I can use. Now, church, don't miss this, because this is so important, what I'm about to say. When you get Easter, you really get Easter, and you understand this news that you can use, this factual truths, I'm here to tell you, you don't need to be afraid. You will not be afraid. And so we are in Matthew 28, Matthew 28. 
And I'm going to begin in the very first verse. Look what it says. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. That's interesting to me. Violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. Love it. On this rock I will stand. All other ground is sinking sand. We thought that hymn was written by man. Talk about an angel with confidence. You know what I mean? His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Now watch this. Then the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For I know that you're looking for Jesus. I think right now there's a lot of people looking for Jesus. But do not be afraid. This Jesus who was crucified, he is not here. Here's some good news. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. I love that stuff, nothing hidden by the angel. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. Go quickly. He has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. I told you the news you can use. Now watch this. I love this part of the story. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Now watch this. Suddenly, Jesus met them. The dude in the grave. He's now alive and well. He meets them. They haven't even gotten to the disciples yet. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Shouldn't we all? Now watch what Jesus says. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Wow, those are powerful words. If you got your notes, I want to give you the first piece of news that you can use. You ready for this? I don't need to be afraid. My past is forgiven. I don't need to be afraid. My past is forgiven. If you're watching, I want you to look at me right now. I want to ask you some questions. You ever spoken a word you wish you could get back? Make a decision you wish you could do over? Ever react carelessly, unbecomingly? See some things you shouldn't have seen. Done some things you shouldn't have done. This is why I want you to look at me right now. Me too. I've been there. I've done that. I've said that. Those regrets... Church, listen to this. Listen to the words of a 31-year-old man who was recently divorced. Listen to what he says. 
I'm recently divorced. I feel bad. I often go home and cry, but there's no one there. It seems nobody cares. I'm stressed emotionally. And I feel I'm on the verge of a collapse. Something is so very wrong. I feel hurt, embittered, that I can scarcely react or even relate to anyone. I feel as if I'm going to have to sit the rest of my life. Are you ready for this? In the penalty box. Referring to the sport of hockey. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's a box. It's a place. It's a space where you have to sit when you've made a mistake on the ice. When you've blown it. When you've been called out, if you will. Isn't that interesting? It's a place that you have to set out in the game. You have to wait until a clock of time runs out and tells you you can get out of the box. Someone else doing that for you. Now I think about this and I think about, wow, these are professionals. These are the best of the best. And all they can do is watch the game. They sit anxiously, helplessly, Everything out of their control. You ever feel that way? I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people do. Think about it. They can't get out. They can't get back in. They can't get up. Thus, they can't live in the present because they can't get over their past. The penalty box. But look what the Bible says because of Easter. Look at this. Look at this passage. When we were stuck in our old sin dead life, penalty box, Jesus took it and destroyed it by nailing it to the cross. Isn't that incredible? Think of that. Easter, all sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean. Now, I don't know about you, that's news I can use. Amen to that? I don't need to be afraid. My past has been forgiven. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. It's called an Etch-a-Sketch. Y'all, y'all remember these? I, I, you can still buy them. This is brand new. This is crazy. You know what I mean? But, but I don't know if a lot of people play them today. But when I was a kid, like this was a big deal. Big deal. And you got these two little controls and you can move and, and it creates a picture But here's the good news because of Easter. Because I think this is what Jesus does. When I make a mistake, because of the cross, because of Easter, all I have to do is go, and it's clean. I can start all over. I love that. That's an etch-a-sketch. That's what Easter is all about. Jesus was nailed for our sin so we can stop nailing ourselves with that sin. Isn't that awesome? He got hung up for our hangups. I love that stuff. The past is gone. It's no more. Look what the Bible says in Colossians 3. He has forgiven all our sins and canceled every record of the debt we owed. Christ has done away with it all by nailing it to the cross. I'm telling you, Woo! That's Easter. 
This is why we have nothing to fear. Amen? Amen. Every single thing we've ever done is completely, fully, erratically, totally forgiven. My past is forgiven. Let's talk about that. What's that say to you? You talk about the penalty box, and um, it's so easy for, for me to fall into that, especially um, it seems like the times when you really just want to relax, like time to go to sleep, you start to think about those regrets and those things that just keep you awake at night, and you get into that penalty box, and it's, it's those times where I find myself turning to God and just starting to pray, and then next thing I know, it's morning. What an amazing thoughts for me is that not only that my sin has been forgiven, but God forgets him. And, and that's an amazing mm -hmm. thought for me because obviously coming from an addiction, the multiple times I said, I'll never do it again, did it again. And to say, well, God couldn't forgive all of that. And to realize that he has. In fact, if I come back to him and say, oh, man, that's right, I, I've asked for forgiveness, but would you forgive me again? You know, you sometimes repeat that. God goes like, what's he talking about? God's forgiven it and forgotten it. That gives me encouragement. I need to move on as well. You know, I, I, I find that so interesting because if you want to play that out, what you just said, when someone's given their testimony, and of course the power of, it, of, of our testimony is not where we've been. It's what Jesus did in that moment and where we're going now. But every time we give a testimony and we start talking about our past, can you imagine God's listening in going, what are they talking about? Yeah, I think yeah. it's an opportunity for growth too. You know, Reed, just relating to what you were saying, it's if we dwell on that past, it doesn't give us that opportunity to move forward. So it's, it's an opportunity for us to grow in Christ, for us to grow in our relationship with him and just be the better us that he has created us to be. Yeah, we hold our past against us and sometimes um, that holds us back. We, we think about it so much that it holds us back um, and we use that as a crutch for not moving forward. And so if God can wipe that away, that is our release. Um, and we have to pray for forgiveness because if he can forgive, then why dwell on the past? Our future is, is guaranteed if we're working with God. Here's the second piece of the news you can use. Are you ready for this? I don't need to be afraid. Because of Easter, my future is secure. My future is secure. I love what John says in 1 John. This is the promise of what Jesus himself made to us. You ready for it? Here's the promise. Eternal life. News that we can use. Amen. My friends, the greatest miracle of God is not a physical healing. It's the spiritual one. It's when we get to spend eternity with Jesus. That's the greatest of all miracles. Isn't that great news? It's great news. Because of Jesus, not only has my burden been lifted, but my bed has been made. I love it. It's like a Motel 6 moment. And we'll leave the light on for you. You know what I mean? I love that stuff. Look what Jesus said in John 14. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you there to be with me. Don't you love it? For where I am you will be also. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians, he died for us. And why? In order that we might live together with him forever. My future, your future, it's secure. Amen. 
In the book of Isaiah, let me tell you what it reads. Why would we ever fear? The prophet Isaiah actually asked the question. It's a great question. Why would we fear? He goes on to say, for God is with us. God is in us. Look what Isaiah goes on to say. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. What a promise of God. In Psalm 23, we read those amazing words. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. Isn't that great news? Even when I walk through the darkest of valley, and, and we're in a valley right now. We're in a valley right now. Let me help you with it. How about the valley of loss? A loss of job. Uh, let's just talk about the loss of our daily freedoms right now. And of course, then there's the fear of a physical loss of life, right? But how about the valley of questions and uncertainties? The unknown. How about the valley of isolation right now and loneliness? And yet David writes, we will not be afraid for our God is right here, right now, beside us. Isn't that great news? I mean, that is incredible news. Don't, don't you just love David's imagery here? I, I love it. We never have to worry when we follow Jesus because our good shepherd will protect us. He will provide for us. This is the power of Easter, right? But now watch this. For even though we go through these darkest of times and that our God is right here right now besides us, but beside us, but not just in the here and now. Here's what David says. Beyond this valley is guaranteed a house of rest. That's what he says in Psalm 23. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the great. That's the grand. That's the awesome news of Easter. Look what Titus 3 says. He has declared us not guilty. Our past is forgiven. But then he goes on to write, but now we can know that we will inherit eternal life. These two amazing truths that our past is forgiven and that our future is secure are the most important truths in all our lives. When you think about that, that your future is secure, what does that say to you? God has me in every situation, no matter what. I'm secure. He holds me in his hands every day of my life. Every situation. I love mm -hmm. that. I hear the language of people as they get older. Uh, not that I'm in that generation, but it is, because everybody around me is talking about security, only they talk about social security. Mm -hmm. They talk about retirement security, which obviously tied to financial security, health security. They talk about that. And, and it's all that kind of stuff. You go, no, no, that's not the security because all that will go. Mm -hmm. It's heavenly security. That's what it's all about. And that's why I don't have to be afraid of, of any of that other stuff. Yeah, that's definitely security. If our life, lives are in his hands, um, that's more security than anything else because the world that we live in, um, we're only in it for a moment. And 
So as sometimes people get older, they start reflecting on how much time that they have left. And they're like, okay, I need to make more of the little time that I have left. We should have done that from the beginning. And God can help us capitalize on that time as long as we follow his instructions. So here's the third piece of news that we can use. You ready for this? Write it down. We will not be afraid for we can live right now today life to the full. Past forgiven, future secured, but because of those two truths, we can now live a life to the full. Don't you love those words? Say them with me. Life, life to, to the, the full. full. In 1 Peter, look what it says. He carried our sin to the cross so we could be rid of it. There it is, past forgiven. Free to live the right way. I love that. Past forgiven, future secure. Now let's get on on living. Every day matters. My friends, when you know that your past, you ready for this, is not hanging over your head. When you know that your future is locked up and solidified, oh my goodness, it makes today a different day, doesn't it? When you really get that. Look what Major Ian Thomas writes. Eternal life is not a particular feeling. It is not an ultimate destination to which we go. If you're born again and you have eternal life, it is the quality of life that we can possess right now, today. Don't you love those words? It'd be like Warren Buffett. Let's say he and I were on the phone and, and earlier today and I get to share this good news. Warren calls me up and says, hey, first of all, let everybody in your church know that I called all their banks, I called all of their creditors, and I paid off every debt they have. Not about you. We could just stop that, like right there. That'd be like a good day, wouldn't it? But then he says, oh, by the way, but tell every one of them, I then deposited a million dollars into their bank account. They don't have to pay it back. Paid all of their debt. They have no debt anymore. And they now have a million dollars in their bank account. Now, you ready for this? I guarantee you that would make today a different day. You would just think differently. You would just see differently. You would act differently. How much greater is Easter? And you know what I fear? I fear that people would rather have that call from Warren Buffett than they would from Jesus Christ. I fear that. You know, I saw this cartoon. Jesus is talking to some children. So get, get the picture. He's telling them about a time he was with his disciples. The kids are wide-eyed. They're listening. And the caption reads, Jesus speaking. So I was like, I'm the son of God. And they were like, no way. And I was like, Yahweh. <laughs> I, I love that. I just love that. I, I want you to picture that this is your life. This is your life. Here's what I get concerned about that most people don't get Easter. This being the son of God and, and representing his blood. And I think what we end up doing is we, we put a little Jesus in our lives because we don't understand Easter. And we go to church and we try to do a few things that look good. And, and, and yet, if you look at the glass and this being our life, 
You see the blood of Jesus. The only problem is, is there's a whole bunch in the glass still not covered in the blood. Now, I want you to catch this. Jesus said that I came that you might have life, but then he describes the life, life to the full. That's what Jesus said our lives were to be. Nowhere in scripture did he say that you take your life and put a little Jesus in it. Now, I want to tell you why this is a problem and why I struggle because so many people are full of fear right now. And I'm not just talking about those who don't know Jesus. I'm hearing a lot of doubt and fear and anxiousness from people who love Jesus, so to speak. But I want to help you what Easter was about. Jesus said, I come that your life would be full. But if you put just a little Jesus in your life, you leave all this other room for the devil to get in and put the fear. Now, to personalize this, am I experiencing any fear right now? No. No. People say, but what if you die? <laughs> I get to go be with Jesus? I, that's a, what it's all about, people. Jesus didn't come to fix my life here. He came to be with me here and take me there to be with him in glory. This isn't my home. But Jesus said, fill up your life. Let your life be full of me because when it's full of Jesus, there's no room for the devil. There's no room for fear because perfect love, the Bible says, cast out all fear. You see how that works? But then Paul says this, not only do you fill your life up, that's why we don't make the weekend an option and we, we read books and we read the Bible and we pray and we, we're, we're in a life group and we're communing and doing life with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Our lives are full of Jesus, so full of Jesus, there's no room for anything of the world. There's no place, no space for the devil. But Paul says, but then our lives are to overflow because that's what being a witness is. When God keeps pouring into your life, it then overflows your life into others. Isn't that a beautiful picture? I love that stuff. Listen to the words of E. Stanley Jones. Anything less than God will let you down. Those are great words. Anything less than God. You know, there's old, an old hymn that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I dare not trust anything in this world. But I wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is what? Sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Wow. My past forgiven. My future secure. And because of those two truths, I can now live life to the full. Whew. Come on. What's that say to you? Totally. Last night, we were, it's funny. We were just talking last night about um, where, we're, where we're currently at and uh, just how... Um, it just seems that life is, is easy right now when you recognize that when you are full, that these worries that, that are out there, that they, um, they're dis they dissipate. And we have so much more to live for 
and uh, and it's just it's, circumstances don't dictate our joy. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. I like that. Those are great words. Circumstances. Talk about read a message. Circumstances. They do not, if you will, interpret. They do not determine our joy. Christ determines our joy because that's who Christ is, is joy. So in Christ, we have joy, which only solidify those words, greater is he that is within me than anything that's within the world. You've said it many times, the fact that Jesus always had come to heaven as a child. And you think of a little child, I don't know of a three-year-old that today is going, man, I just blew it yesterday. <laughs> I, I just blew that. Or today is going, man, what am I gonna do for college? What am I gonna do for college? What, what's gonna happen? No, because the past, the future, they don't, they're so full of joy today mm -hmm. and it overflows in everything that they do. Yeah. And you see it and that's why Jesus says, okay, that's how I want you to live, just what you said. Yeah, they're in the mo those kids, they're in the moment. Exactly. There's no worry about what I just did or what I'm going to do, it's what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're full in that moment. Yes. It just took me back that yesterday, uh, with all of the, you know, this pandemic that's in our world, uh, I just thought of that moment where uh, I looked at Kay and I said, where's Jackson? She said, well, she went upstairs to play. Isn't that interesting? Which is really, to me, a picture of prayer. She didn't go up to pray. She went up to play. Why? God's got it. Everything's good. So I went up and went into her room and she's in her little playhouse and she's talking to her little friends and creating this beautiful little moment. And it was like, wow, why can't I do that? And then Jesus said, what? Come to heaven. You must come like a child. I see, I see parallels in the situation because right now I'm starting to realize that uh, I have more, um, we have less, we, we have less of a lot of things at this moment, but one thing that I know everyone can say is that we have more time. If anyone says, oh, I don't have time, you know that that is not true at this moment in time for anybody. Um, so it's, it's just made me value, um, value things more. I mean, it's like getting us back to the basics. And so we just do the basics. And in that we have happiness and we realize, well, this is actually what we were meant to live for instead of just the dundrum of, you know, work and, and just structure that we've been built in, you know, built, that's been built into us, you know. So I just think that we, we've taken this and it's helped us realize what the world should be. I think we have more time um, to be like children because when you're a child, you know, I'm, what am I going to do? I'm bored. You know, and you just go play like you talked about. And we can just go and pray and be with God because he's given us that gift of time. You know, being in healthcare, you just think about this faith of a child. And what if we all had the faith of a child in a moment of sickness, no matter what it was, not just this pandemic that we had, but what would the world be like? I always ask myself that being in healthcare because my daughter has a scratch on her nose and she's like, God's going to heal it, Mommy. God's going to heal it. <laughs> and it's a scratch on her nose, you know, but we think about that from an adult's perspective and what if? 
what if we really had that faith of a child mm -hmm. where God's going to heal a scratch? There's an old legend. It's about an ancient village in Spain. The villagers learned that the king was coming to pay a visit. This is a big deal because in a thousand years, no king had ever come to their village. We must throw the biggest celebration ever, the chief declared. But the village was a poor village, and they didn't have very many resources. But one villager had an idea. Since our village is known for the finest of wines, let's have everyone bring a large cup of their best, their finest, to the town square, and we'll pour it into a large vat and offer it to the king when he arrives. Thus, when the king drinks, it will be of our very best. The day prior to the king's arrival, hundreds of people lined up to make their offering. They climbed a small stairway and poured their gift through a small opening at the top that collected into the vat below. The next day, the king arrived, and he was immediately escorted to the village square. There he was given a silver cup and told to draw some wine, which represented the village's absolute best. He placed the cup under the spigot, turned the handle, and drank from the cup. But to his surprise, it was nothing more than water. You see, each villager thought, I'll withhold my best and I'll substitute it with water. For with so many cups of wine in the vat, who would know, right? But here's the problem. Everyone in the village had the same thought. And here's the sadness. The king was dishonored. My friends, the king is coming back. The king is going to be coming to our village. But you ready for this? Our best, our wine that we get to offer would be ourselves. That's all that God wants. I, I love this cartoon. It's of a picture. And it's a person holding out their heart to Jesus. And it says, it's all I have. To which Jesus responded, it's all I want. It's all I want. That's our wine. So here we are, Easter. It's a moment of decision. Are you ready for this? Jesus already made his. And that decision was us. It was you. It was me. And because of Easter, we don't have to be afraid. Because our past is completely forgiven. Our future, it's in the book of life if we want it. And if we get those two really get it, then our life then is full. And that's how we get to live today. So Jesus made his decision. The question is, have you made yours? Have you made that decision to completely, to fully lay down your wants Lay down your opinions. Lay down your ideas. Quit leaning on your understanding and begin to let the word of God richly indwell within you. Are you ready to make that decision? To completely, of what we like to say, die to yourself that you can now have this news that you need to use.
Are you ready for that? I want to pray this prayer. And I'm going to reach out to you and I just want to pray that God has spoken to you this Easter. Father, I trust that someone's watching right now and maybe for the first time they finally got this good news of which you call it. It is good news. And it's the news that we really can use, especially right now in our world around us. That the story of Easter, it's not a moment of celebration of us, but it's really a celebration of you and the gift you gave to us, this news that we can use. That, Lord, we can truly let our past be forgiven. That you took care of it on the cross. And that now our future is secure. And when we really get those, we can now live life to the full, the way you want our lives to be. But it requires us to make a decision, a decision right now. That we can't serve two gods, we can't have Yahweh and then our way. There's just Yahweh, there's your way. And so God, I, I pray that if someone is ready to just grab that news and say, I get it, I get Easter now. Just pray these, these words right where you're at right now. Father, this is the news that I can use. I need not be afraid. My past is gone. The slate has been wiped clean. And when the devil tries to remind me my past, I'm going to tell him of his future. My past is forgiven, but my future is secure. You're right now writing my name in the book of life. And because of that, I need not be afraid. I can live right now, life to the full. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the gift of Easter. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Talk about news we can use, right? I mean, wasn't that awesome? We don't have to be afraid because our past has been forgiven. And just as true that crap can happen in our lives, well, so does grace. And because of Easter, we don't have to live in that crap of our past. You know, as I said, he was hung up for our hangups. And on the cross, he took care of everything. I mean, weren't Paul's words beautiful? He has forgiven all our sins and canceled every record of the debt we owed. Christ has done away with it by nailing it to the cross. But just as true, we don't have to be afraid because our future has been secured. The Bible assures us that there is an eternal life which God, who never lies, promised us. If we'll just surrender our life to it, right? Well, this is the greatest of all God's miracles. That the amazing promise that we can spend forever with him. I mean, what a gift. With all the fear that is plaguing our world right now, what a blessed gift to know that our future is secure. But now, because of these two promises, that our past is forgiven and our future secure? Well, guess what? Now we don't have to be afraid of anything. We can live our life right now, today, 
to the full. The Bible says he carried our sin to the cross so we could be rid of it and now be free to live our life the right way. Right now, God's way. Amen. So what's the next step you need to take? Did you pray that prayer with me? If so, I cannot express enough just how huge this decision is, that your name was written in the book of life by the very hand of Jesus himself. Think of that, which means if your life should end today, you'll be home with Jesus forever. Now that's news I could use, and I believe you can too. So please, click on the below link. Let our amazing team reach out and resource you with some amazing tools to grow you in this decision. If you're not in a life group, this is a time to start. I recognize with all the social distancing, this ask might seem strange, unrealistic, right? But with technology, you can still experience community without ever putting yourself in harm's way. So please, check out our webpage or give us a call. We'll help you find that perfect group. Now next week, we're gonna start a brand new series entitled Closer. One of the promises I made to you in the beginning of this new normal was to keep you spiritually fed. Well, this series is going to do just that. We're going to give you tools that will help you be closer than you've ever been before. I love being your pastor, and I'm believing in the wave of this pandemic. God is going to show up in miraculous ways. And guess what? He already has. Happy Easter, everyone. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless.